Welcome to 2021 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times. This is looking to be a holiday season that we've not seen before. Black Friday kicks off the official holiday shopping season and business development specialist Alan Plunkett says for big stores, the outlook from the National Retail Federation is optimistic. NRF is anticipating that there will be an increase of 105 to 13.5% in consumer spending this year over last year, and last year was a record year. Small businesses appear pessimistic. Those expecting better business conditions in the near future recently dropped to its lowest level since 2012. National Federation of Independent Business Vice President Kevin Kuhlman said half of surveyed owners reported job openings that could not be filled. Filling open positions, it's inflation just in general, it's supply chain disruptions. And if you kind of attack the root causes of each of those, that, that would help the small business half of the economy. And the American economy isn't going to fully recover to pre-pandemic levels until the small business half of the economy has recovered. 4.4 million people quit their jobs in September, many in frontline essential jobs. Some experts attribute the labor shortage to workers feeling unsafe on the job or needing more time to support caregiving. But some are quitting over COVID-19 vaccine mandates, which Coleman notes his organization is fighting against. It restricts the freedom of small business owners to decide how best to manage their workforces, manage their business, uh, and imposes unwarranted burdens on small businesses that further threaten the fragile small business recovery. Meanwhile, Rachel Grasler, an economics researcher at the conservative-leaning Heritage Foundation, argues the so-called, quote, great resignation, unquote, can be blamed on federal policies like expanded unemployment benefits and advanced child tax credit payments. The solution to increase in employment is twofold. It needs to pay to work, and it can't pay to not work. The problem today is the latter. Government policies have made it so that it simply isn't worth it to work for some people. Multiple studies, including by the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, have proven that assertion untrue. To attract workers, Joe Minerick with the Committee for Economic Development says employers are increasing wages and providing signing bonuses, particularly for frontline service positions. Where we are going to be is going to be something that looks closer to what many of us would call pay equity. When the prices settle down, when wages go up at the low end of the scale, it's not going to be a big social movement, but I think that the forces are pushing us in that direction. Chief economist with accounting firm Grant Thornton, Diane Swank, says while lower wage workers are making gains, they don't have the same flexibility as other workers to seek out better opportunities. Generation Z, those young workers with a very high education, that's where the labor shortages are the most acute, and they're getting huge premiums for hopping jobs. The number of weekly jobless claims fell to a 52-year low last week of 199,000. I'm Mary Sherman for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our A-Trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We're hoping to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.